0: From MPB Think Radio, this is in legal terms, a show all about you and your rights. I'm your host, Sharita Brent, here with Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. It's summertime, so this morning we'll talk about some vacation laws and what you can do about things you may experience while on vacation. What if you go on a cruise and something goes wrong? Can you sue? Can you be assigned to another cruise? If you're flying soon, what are your rights as far as injuries or lost luggage? You can give us a call and share your vacation experiences with us at 877 MPB Ring have any questions about your rights, that's 877-672-7464 or email legalterms at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. The show all about you and your rights. I'm Sherita Brent here with the Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. It is summertime, so this morning we'll talk about some vacation laws and what you can do about things that you may experience, kind of things that go wrong while you're on vacation. What if you go on a cruise and something goes wrong? Can you sue or be given a refund? Can you be assigned to another cruise? If you're flying soon, what are your rights as far as injuries or lost luggage? We'll also talk about hotel stays and things like bed bugs so we we'll We'll be talking about your rights throughout the hour. If you want to give us a call and let us know about any experiences uh, that you've had while traveling and you're curious about your rights, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to legalterms at mpbonline.org. Professor Gershen, good morning and thank you for joining us.
2: Good morning, Sharita. It's good to be back and uh, always glad to be on the show.
0: Yeah, we've missed you. Uh, I imagine you've been on a cruise or something. Mm-hmm.
2: No, well, I've been <laughs> uh, cruising through legal profession uh, class every day, uh, 10 to ten to 12, and really enjoyed it. Loved teaching the class in the summer, but uh, no, I have not been on vacation, but uh, glad, glad to be again on the show. I've missed it.
0: Yeah. Well, do you think that it is a good idea for people to uh, kind of get a general idea of their rights and things before they start flying or cruising or uh, staying at a hotel, things like that? Because I don't know if the average person does that, just, you know, looks up laws.
2: (laughs) They don't. And, you know, the the average person does not. And I think, you know, the better informed you are uh, about your rights and about your expectations, too, Mm -hmm. uh, the better off you're going to be one, one thing to do is read the ticket. Now, none of us want to do that. And I know that we go online, for example, and we click agree on license agreements when we download apps and things like that without reading them. But you know, the best way to protect ourselves really is to to read exactly what our rights are. We are signing a contract every time we consent to get on a cruise or an airline. And uh, you know, a lot of us don't really even know, and I'll include myself in that category, all of our rights.
0: Well, probably because on those tickets it may uh, discuss something about liability, and you agree to something. And when it comes time for you to voice an issue, then they say, "Hey, it's on the ticket. This was already supposed to be understood." So, yeah, that's a good point about just simply reading things uh, when you when you start traveling. Uh, so, we're going to talk about cruises first. Uh, some things that typically go wrong with the cruises: uh, viruses may may spread on the ship, or mechanical problems, bad weather. Uh, from my own experience, I remember. Some years ago, there was a hurricane. I can't remember which one it was. And me and my family were scheduled to go on a cruise. And we ended up not going to any of the islands that we were supposed to because it was a weather hazard. And we just kind of stayed in the Florida area. But they did give us like a credit or a voucher or something uh, to go back and use when the weather was more uh, when the weather was better. Uh, So that that was my cruise experience. It wasn't really bad. Nobody got sick on the cruise. But these things do happen. Uh, So what happens when something like a virus breaks out on a cruise? Is the immediate um, idea is to to file a class action suit?
2: Well, that's a great question, Sherita. And the answer is more complicated, really, because, first of all, um, cruise ships are not really treated as common carriers the way an airline is or a bus would be, or a train would be that operates in the United States, they're actually held, airlines are actually held to a higher standard of care than a cruise ship that is not licensed in the United States. And most of, most of the, are not registered, I should say, most of the ships that people travel on, for example, Carnival Cruise Lines, which has about a quarter of the cruise lines operating in the world right now, um, is registered in, in Panama or the Bahamas or Great Britain quite often. And so, you know, they're under admiralty law, maritime law, and all that requires for the cruise line to do is to, uh, exercise due care. Mm. And they, and you have to prove that, uh, the, the cruise line has failed to exercise due care before liability is imposed. And so, uh, you know, did they create an unsafe and foreseeably hazardous condition? And a lot of times a virus, while, you know, if you put a bunch of people on a, on a boat together, I guess it's it is maybe foreseeable that some of those people may have something uh, that is communicable. That may not be the cruise line's fault, and it often is not the cruise line's fault. So, mm. you know, uh, you, before you file a class action suit, you got to make sure you you actually have an injury that they caused and was foreseeable and that they could have prevented.
0: Okay, a couple calls to get to David is in Tupelo. Good morning, David. What do you have for us? How are you good? Hey,
3: hey. Uh, yes, I had a quick question. Um, I was traveling down uh, the highway, uh, and then a construction company, I won't mention their name on the air, but their their gravel truck pulls directly out in front of me. Uh, I had to swerve around to the side to avoid him, but he also forgot to clean off a mountain of gravel that was on the back of his truck. Well, as I as he pulls out, the gravel goes, one side of highway 45 to the other i pull around him he pelts my car it's like hail damage just goes all down the front all down the side back up underneath it i try to pull the guy over but he's on his cell phone so i wind up having to call the construction company i tell them what happened exactly what happened uh they called me back they don't seem to be disputing what happened they tell me i have to go get two estimates which i do Then I send the estimates to the construction company, and I guess they don't want to have to pay the damages that's done. They offer me less than half of what both of the estimates say the damage is. And in the midst of all that, passive-aggressively accuse me of just trying to take advantage of the situation. Hmm. Um, I find this completely unacceptable. I wash my car by hand every week. I know exactly what damage it was before, on there, and afterwards. Um, what are my options at this point? Because, um, you know, they've seen that, that, that like I said, they've offered me half, not even half, of what those estimates were. So I'm just curious, what are my options at this point?
0: All right, David, that's a pretty unique situation. Professor Gershon, any thoughts?
2: Well David, first of all, I'm sorry that happened. I mean we've all been traveling down the road and we know that those uh, those things fly off of trucks and it's it's really irritating. I, I've yeah. always kind of just thought that the, the people who own pickup trucks now can stop doing the experiment that if you drive more than thirty miles an hour things will fly out of the back of your pickup truck if they're right. not if they're not battened down. That being said, David, I mean somebody would have to assess a lawyer would have to look at the actual damage that occurred to your car and understand the facts and circumstances that are unique to your situation. I do think it's probably worth talking to a lawyer, um, and, and seeing what they can do to help you uh, negotiate maybe a better deal, or if a lawsuit's appropriate, they can decide that. Um, it's hard to give anybody advice. In fact, we can't do that on their specific situation just uh, from a phone call. But you know, I, there are lawyers who handle these kinds of matters. And I would, I would find somebody in your, your area, who uh, would look at that and look at the damage and see if they can help you.
3: Okay, well let, let me ask you this. like I live in Lee County. This actually happened in right at the Knoxibe Octibaha County line, but it's a statewide construction company. So again, so with that occurring not in the county that I live in, should I still go to an attorney in the county I live in or in the county in which it happened?
2: Well, you can certainly go to a county you live in and, uh, you know, they're great lawyers in Lee County uh, and uh, I, they can they can help you with that. Uh, you know, uh, in terms of you know, where you file and, and uh, what what the appropriate venue is, again, somebody would have to assess the facts of your particular situation. But a lawyer in Lee County could certainly help you.
3: Okay, All right. Appreciate it.
0: All right, David. Thank you so much for your call. We are going next to Paul and Brandon. Good morning, Paul. What do you have for us? Good morning. Hey,
4: um, I just have a real quick story. Um, it's an option somebody might think about. Uh, several years ago, my family booked a trip to the island of Montserrat in the Caribbean, and it involved one last little 15-minute flight that we booked online with a credit card with a small airline. And uh, We went Atlanta, well, Jackson, Atlanta, um, to Antigua, and the last flight for 15 minutes, uh, we got to the gate, and there was no schedule, no gate, nothing. And the lady at the car table said, oh, we don't we don't fly that route. I said, well, we're holding uh, printed-off tickets from last August, like six months earlier. And I said, well, we advertised, but we never flew it. Well, how are we going to get there? Uh, well, we uh, there's an airline down there that still goes there. I said, well, can you, like, transfer the money or what can you do? No, uh, you have to go online uh, or, or send us a fax or call us for a refund. So we had to cough up another credit card charge in that airport to make a trip. Uh, but I went through the process of uh, trying to get the refund, and because it was a small airline, thousands of miles from home, and uh, it had been six months earlier, they acted like we didn't exist. I mean, they wouldn't re- re- respond to anything. Uh, they, they, they wouldn't respond to the faxes. you call them up, leave a recorded message, nothing happened. So uh, I decided I looked into the island of Antigua where they were based. It's administered by England. Uh, I sent an email to their administrator in London, and I asked for the name of uh, some detectives or some uh, uh, law enforcement officials in Antigua because I said, I would like to file criminal theft charges, and I've got all the paperwork. Uh, the next day, the money was back in our credit card accounts. So hmm. sometimes you can go through complaint things. Other, other times, you can just make a criminal charge, and it worked. So I just want to let that, let you know about that.
0: Okay, Paul, thank you for that story. Uh, Professor Gerson, any follow-up to that?
2: Well, Paul was persistent, and I think that's the key. You know, one thing to, to think about is, um, you know, work with companies that you know about or that you can read about. One, We have a lot of information online now, and so you can usually see something about somebody else's experience that they've had on that right. cruise line, that airline. Uh, that's really helpful information, so we can, we can help each other as travelers if we have a good experience or a bad experience. Uh, use your credit card um, because a credit card, you know, you can call the credit card company and they'll help you with disputed charges. Uh, you know, much harder to get, get cash back. For example, I'm glad it worked out for Paul. Sometimes you have to be, uh, sometimes you have to be tough. You would, you wish you didn't have to be. Um, but know, there are companies that just respond to, uh, to those kind of threats. Most don't, most are actually want to work with you. And, uh, you know, the bigger companies especially want, uh, want, want you to say good things about them on Twitter or, on their Facebook sites and things like that. And so they do, they do respond to
0: that. All right, Uh, thank you so much for that call Paul We need to take a quick break when we get back We have a couple calls, Ron and Linda And we have some lines open if you want to join the conversation This morning, we're talking about your rights um, As it relates to traveling We're talking about cruise ships And your rights there Um, After the break we'll talk about flying What to do if your luggage has been lost If your flight has been delayed or cancelled And we'll also talk about hotel stays What can you do about things like injuries On hotel grounds or bed bugs 877-MPB ring is the number to call and share your experiences 877-672-7464 or email terms at mpbonline.org this is think radio And welcome back to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Professor Rich Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. It is summertime, so this morning we're talking about some vacation laws and what you can do about things you may experience while on vacation. Uh, We started talking about traveling on cruise ships. Uh, In a moment, we'll talk about flying and what to do if you lose your luggage or if you're injured on a flight. And we'll get to hotel stays, what to do if you experience something horrible like bed bugs. 877-MPB-RING is the number to join the conversation this morning and share your experiences. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or email legalterms at mpbonline.org. Several calls to get to. We're going first to Linda in Fort Gibson. Good morning, Linda. What do you have for us? Uh, I was
5: calling because I went to uh, London in 2011, and then I went to uh, Eastern Canada in 2012. But um, I know that you all haven't said anything about getting insurance whenever you go on, like, cruises or out of the country or within the country. Because um, everything will be smooth if you get the insurance. Because without the insurance, if something happens, chances are you won't be able to get your money back. In fact, I was supposed to go to Rockies, Canadian Rockies, in 2013, and had to have surgery. And I paid for my trip already. And eight days cruise, eight days thing. I got all my money back except for two hundred dollars. Okay. That was because I got insurance.
0: All right. That's a good thing to bring up, Linda. Uh, Professor Gershon, what do you think about that? A lot of these um, different services, they do offer insurance, uh, but sometimes it may add significantly to the price, so people may forego it. But what are your thoughts on getting insurance while traveling?
2: Well, that, you know, that's a great question, and I appreciate Linda's comments. as a risk versus reward. You know, um, it, Certainly, if you think there might be a chance that you won't be able to make the cruise for health reasons or whatever, or, or your flight, now, having that insurance is a great backup, you know, flight cancellation. Insurance is really something that a lot of people benefit from. On the other hand, as you said, there's a, there's a, a good cost to it. So, you know, if it's, if you feel like it's more likely than not, uh, by far that you're going to be able to make the trip, then you, you don't really need that on the other hand, you know, if you think about, you know, things that happen during the trip, you know, we talked about uh, a virus or illness or something like that, uh, that may or may not be the cruise company's fault. You know, uh, it it's obviously good to have health insurance and things that will cover those expenses in the meantime, until you can uh, establish whether the uh, the cruise company was responsible for that illness. Uh, again, you know, you got to read the back of your ticket in respect to that because there are timeframes for filing. Uh, they they often will say where you have to file. If it's a cruise line, you're going to have to file in in Florida more typically than not in the United States. Uh, so, and, and, you know, your limits are typically about a year or maybe even less depending on if it's a non-physical injury. So uh, it's very important for us as consumers and as travelers to be very uh, informed about what our rights are.
0: All right, Linda, thank you so much. We're going next to Lindy and Lily rather in Ocean Springs. Good morning, Lily. Yes.
5: Hi. Hey. Um, I think have a really quick question. Um, I know it's not a vacation question, but it's about traveling. <laughs> okay. Um, I I was um, told recently that it is um, illegal to drive in the left lane of the interstate unless you're making uh, a lane
0: a lane change. Is this true? Hmm. Professor Gershon, what do you think? Because <laughs> I drive in the really? left lane all the time. Is like the speeding lane. <laughs>
2: i mean the 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 i think the the answer first of all that depends on which state you're in uh, mm. some states that do have specific rules but you know i know in mississippi the the slower traffic is supposed to stay to the right so i think it would be illegal to drive in the left lane if you're blocking traffic uh and uh faster traffic that wants to pass you right uh but in terms of driving in the left lane you know there are a lot of times i used to make that trip down to you or not not to see you unfortunately in Charita, but in <laughs> to jackson a lot And, uh, you know, I I mean, on I-55, when it's not particularly crowded, I find myself in the left lane as much as in the right lane. And I don't think that's that's criminal.
0: And people will let you know uh, if you're in the left lane driving too slow. I mean, I've just gotten tailed on my bumper to the point that it upset me. Uh, So, yeah, just go ahead and get over to the right if you're if you're like in the 50, 60 mile per hour range. Thank you for that call, Lily. We appreciate it. And drive safely no matter what lane you're in. 877 uh, MPB ring is the number this morning we're talking about vacation laws and things you might experience while traveling what are your rights and you want to give us a call let us know about your personal experiences have you had some interesting things happen to you while flying uh, like having your lost your your luggage lost or getting a flight delayed or canceled and you had some issues you can call us at 877 MPB ring uh, maybe you've experienced some things while staying at a hotel like bed bugs and you want to want to know your rights eight seven seven six seven 27464 is a number or email legal terms at mpbonline.org. So Professor Gershon, just to wrap up the uh things we were talking about as far as the the cruise ship um most people if something would happen uh would the cruise ship pretty much just offer a refund or give you a voucher to reschedule uh the cruise visit, you know?
2: Usually that's true. And usually because they want to have good customer service. I mean, uh, a, a cruise ship like Carnival, if there's a bad experience, uh, you know, and we're just, I'm just using them, you know, they're, they're, they're Disney. There are a lot of different uh, cruise lines out there. They're just the biggest, you know, they realize that if they, if they have a problem with a ship and, you know, it's, it's stuck in port or it's stuck in, you know, it, it's disabled and uh you know their backup and toilets and things like that that's all going to be on cnn it's going to be on the news it's going to give them a bad name so they want to make sure that they try to make sure those customers then are taken care of with some kind of refund or some kind of replacement trip the thing to remember though is in emergencies the cruise in an emergency is not does not become a pleasure cruise so if there is like you mentioned the hurricane uh you know those kinds of things i think you know cruises are going to take uh, the measures they need to take to make sure you're safe, that's going to be their primary concern. And, you know, whether, uh, you know, the, the food is going to be up to, up to your expectations in an emergency or not, you know, when they have to have make sure the crew is safe as well, you know, we just have to recognize that there's some things outside of the control the cruises, uh, control. And, uh, and so, you know, we have to just accept that, uh, you know, if there is something that they've caused though, you can have a claim against them. And, you know, if there's a physical injury and they're responsible for it. They should They should uh, take care of your uh, expenses for that physical injury.
0: All right. And uh, we're going to shift now and start the conversation about flying um, and just talk a little bit about uh, individuals' rights when it comes to flying. But first, Aaron is in Jackson and has a follow-up a comment or questions about driving in the left lane. Good morning, Aaron.
1: Hey,
2: good morning. Thanks for my call. Uh, just getting listening to your show. Thanks for having it. I always listen to y'all's shows, and they're really good. Um, Driving in the left lane is illegal in Mississippi. Uh, I
6: don't know if it varies from state to state, but I know on the interstate it is legal, illegal. Um, I served on the jury one time that was, a, a substantial drug bust that, and it all originated from the individual riding in the left hand lane about two o'clock in the morning,
2: not speeding, just riding in the left lane, which warranted the police officer to pull him over. And then on further inspection, found a substantial amount of, uh, drugs
3: in the trunk of the car. And uh, Anyway,
0: that was it. All right, Aaron. So now I'm going to have to Google some stuff, uh, Professor Gershon, to see what we can uh, find out about this staying in the in the left lane or or the right lane. Aaron, thank you for that information. We appreciate it. You bet. All right.
2: Well, thanks, Aaron. And I think you know, um, from a, I'm not a criminal defense lawyer, but I, I would wonder if maybe that might have been stopped You know, the person driving in the left lane was not. A pretext to uh, to argue probable cause to stop that and you know, stop that car, and search it uh, to have, you know to say that there was uh, they could search without a warrant. Um, that being said, you know we we certainly have, have stood corrected before on the on the show and, and don't <laughs> do not pr- profess to know every every arcane law there is on the books. I, for one, plan to continue to drive in the left lane. And,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just for what it's worth. That's interesting. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let's see. Dudley isn't quite ready yet. So we can uh, start talking about uh, this idea of flying and uh, some of of your rights when it comes to flying. Uh, One thing that that some people, I've seen many, many stories about this. uh, Some people say, while I was flying, I suffered discrimination. Um, I've heard some African-American women talk about maybe being discriminated against because of their hair or uh, somebody else being discriminated against because of their clothes associated with their culture. Uh, So first of First of all, if you're flying and you experience discrimination, is that something that's that's really hard to prove? Would you have to have witnesses uh, to, you know, to back up your story?
2: You would. You would need witnesses. You know, one of the things that uh, we didn't talk about on a cruise line, but, you know, they, they usually have closed caption TV. You can request that TV, uh, usually not on on airlines the same way. But, you know, I would ask, that, you know, make sure you got witnesses who saw uh, the discrimination taking place. You know, we live in a uh, collective society. A lot of people, when you're traveling, you're, you know, you don't always get to choose who you're traveling with. You don't always get to choose uh, how you're treated. Um, and yet people should not be discriminated against based on um, their their race, religion, uh, you know, how they're dressed. Uh, and yet we know it does happen. So um, airlines, I hope, are sensitive to that issue. Uh, TSA certainly is sensitive to that issue, and there have been claims brought both against the airlines and and TSA. They're hard to prove.
0: All right. Um, Let's see. Dudley is on the line. Good morning. Dudley, what do you have for us? Good morning. Hey, what do you have for us?
3: I was just wondering about travel in Mississippi. Will House Bill 1523 affect traveling in the state of Mississippi? uh especially
0: with LGBT people? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is actually a really, really good question, Dudley. Um, and, Professor Gershon, I don't know if we've even gotten this far with uh, thinking about some of the ramifications that would come along with traveling in House Bill 1523, but immediately, do you have any thoughts about that?
3: No, I...
2: Well,
0: yeah, No, not you, Dudley. <laughs> oh, well, It's okay.
2: You know, Sherita, a lot of this all started back... Uh, with a with a case in a, you know, in the original civil rights movement, um, called the Heart of Atlanta Hotel, which, uh, you know, Georgia still uh, had segregation, and, and uh, you know, uh, the uh, Supreme Court held that if you have a hotel that is in uh, interstate commerce, even though you know it was only in Atlanta, it had to abide by um, the rules adopted by Congress, which included the the you know the Civil Rights Bill. Uh, And so they could not discriminate based on race if they were involved in interstate commerce. I think similarly, you know, know, that you would make an argument that since the Supreme Court has ruled that, uh, you know, that same-sex couples have certain rights, uh, that it would be uh, inappropriate for someone to discriminate in their hotel or in their lodging or, you know, if they're in interstate commerce. Um, And uh, Judge Graves uh, of the Federal District Court in Jackson had a ruling yesterday that said that, uh, for example, uh, clerks uh, cannot discriminate against, um, against, uh, uh, people who want to get married in, in the various counties based on religious beliefs. So I think that, you know, that's still, still up in the air, but I, I will say this, I mean, I know there are people uh, uh, who have said they will not come to Mississippi until, as long as that, that law is in, in, in place. So it certainly has affected who will come to Mississippi. I don't think it really affects, Uh, the provision of services or should not.
0: Okay. Dudley, thank you so much for your call. Uh, That was a, a good question. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Sarah in Gulfport. We also have an email to get to, and uh, we'll continue talking about traveling and your rights. Uh, Maybe you've been on a cruise ship. Did something happen? How did the cruise ship handle your issues? Have you been traveling by plane and something happened to your luggage? Uh, If you reported something to an airline, how they handle your case. We'd love to hear your experiences. Uh, If you've stayed in a hotel recently, have you ever experienced bed bugs? Tell the hotel about it. Give us a call, 877-MPB-RING, with your comments or questions. We do have a few lines. Lines open and plenty of time to get to you. That's 877-MPB-RING. This is Think Radio on MPB.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined by Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. It is summertime, so this morning we're talking about some vacation laws and your rights while traveling, whether you're going to be on a cruise ship or flying or uh, staying at a hotel. We're talking about those things. 877 MPB Ring is the number. You can give us a call. If you've experienced something like lost luggage, let us know how uh, the airline handled your situation. If you experienced something like bed bugs and you reported it to a hotel, you want to know what to do or you want to tell us what was done you can call us at 877-672-7464 that's 877-MPB-RING we do have a few lines open a couple lines open or you can send us an email to legalterms at mpbonline.org Uh, Dean Gershon got an email, um, and it is an anonymous one, and it's not related to travel, but um, it says, If an employer takes punitive action against an employee for a medical condition, one they were already aware of, such as something like a seizure, um, during a meeting or while at a work function, what are the options for the employee, generally speaking?
2: Well, again, it's hard to... Hard to know the exact situation, but I would say most companies have an HR department. I would start with them. You know, they are set up to deal with uh, employee-employer disputes and to uh, recognize what rights employees have. You know, at some point, if that uh, is not successful and you've gone through the channels within your company, uh, there should be some kind of employee handbook that talks about that. Uh, then you you can seek legal advice. But you know, first first steps always to go through the process that is set forth by your employer to make sure that you, you, uh, try to get remedies that way. same with travel, you know, really, honestly, it's, you know, whether it's employer, employee, or whether we're talking about, uh, you know, airlines or hotels or, or cruise lines, the first thing is to try to work with the company or the hotel or the, the airline in, in the process and, you know, and see if you can work it out that way before you, um, go seek a lawyer.
0: Okay, but uh, yeah, so in a situation where the human resources department didn't work, uh, you would recommend uh taking it a, a notch up and going to to find a lawyer.
2: That's right. I mean, you know, that lawyer's a especially a lawyer who deals with those employment issues is going to know uh that that person's rights and in their specific case, they're going to talk to you about your particular situation and and uh you know, you can share all the information with them. A lawyer really needs all the facts. You know, when, when we're on a radio show like this, not only are we precluded from giving legal advice, uh, which is the right thing, it wouldn't be appropriate for us to do it because we don't have all the facts we need. You know, a lawyer needs to sit down and get all the information from a client because, you know, it's really going to be important. You know, if we talk about uh, whether a cruise ship or a hotel is responsible for injuries, you know, we have to know all the facts to know whether that company caused the injury or, or whether the injury occurred because of some other reason.
0: And my last follow-up question on that is if an individual would bring a suit against uh, an employer or a cruise line of some sort, uh, would they be responsible for the legal fees, even if they won the case?
2: You know, that depends. I mean, there are some situations where legal fees are awarded to the prevailing party. Mm. Typically though you should expect that you do pay legal fees and you know, many lawyers will work on a contingent fee basis where they'll only charge you uh, if in fact they win. A, a settlement for you and so you know that's something you can work out with with a lawyer now with with cruise lines for example you may not be able to sue uh you know mm. part of being on a cruise line might be that you've waived your right to sue and you have to go through their mandatory arbitration uh, there's an agreement on the back that says what you have to do if you have a dispute and you have to go through that process uh and a lot of companies have gone uh, to that that now with mandatory arbitration uh, credit card companies i just got something from my um, satellite carrier that said, you know, uh, you, you agree to mandatory arbitration and you know, they get to choose the company. So you may not even have, uh, you might've waived your right to sue, uh, in certain circumstances. I doubt it in an employment situation, however.
0: All right. We're going back to the phones. Jay is in Monroe, Louisiana. Good morning. Jay, what do you have for us?
6: Hello ma'am. Um, I'm Jay from Arkansas, traveling mm-hmm. to Baton Rouge, listening to all on 91.3 FM yeah and um, I have two questions actually and y'all can choose one or the other if you like or or, or both uh, but uh, they're both pertaining to hotels um, we're curious to know uh, if there's any standard uh, allowance for a grace period uh, having to do with checkout time and what uh, uh, what length of time would trigger extra charges uh, being allowed? And uh, the other question is, does uh, does uh, a guest at a hotel have some uh, some right to undisturbed use of like quiet use of the hotel room? And what what uh, recourse is available in the event that that it noisy and, you know, unworkable.
0: Okay, Jay, Professor Gershon, any thoughts?
2: Well, that's a great question. And having uh, spent a night one time with, a, with an infant child when, when uh, my wife and I were traveling one time with our daughter uh, and next to uh, some NCAA uh, women's basketball players who were, <laughs> who were partying at 3 o'clock in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. sometimes you just can't control who you're in the hotel with and, and the hotel... Uh, usually, if you talk to them, they'll try to move you to another room if, if there's a quieter room. So, I, it, for, first thing I do is talk to the fr- front desk. And uh, you know, in terms of late checkout, usually if you work with them, they'll tell you exactly how late a check out they can give you. If the hotel's busier, they may say we you know we can't extend your your time. Uh, and if they if you do stay over that time, they do have a right to charge you at that point because then you're into the next person's day and you know if you think about it i mean if a hotel's busy you want to check in when you want to check in and some other guest is holding over and not you know releasing the room so they can clean it that inconvenience is the next guest so they do have some some reason why they stick to their checkout times usually though i've I've had good success just saying hey can you know i know it's such a checkout as is at noon i've got a meeting until one is it possible for me to check out at two most places will tell you pretty quickly whether they can or can't do that. In terms of the undisturbed use, you know, um, the thing again to do is talk to talk to the the hotel and see if they can move you to another room. If they can't or you're unsatisfied, then I would talk to somebody in, in the management to see about possibly a possible refund. Or you know, I again, you know, we've all had these experiences. I was actually uh, with my wife; uh, it was for her her, grand, her grandmother's funeral in our hotel room uh, the fire alarm kept going off every few minutes. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we complained, um, and, and, you know, talked to them about the fact that that interrupted our sleep. So the hotels will usually try to work with you, uh, to, to accommodate in some way, shape or form. But the first thing you have to do is communicate with them, be persistent. Uh, if you don't get the results you want, then, uh, you know, before you go to a lawyer, you know, talk to somebody in, in the corporate, uh, uh, management of the hotel. They're usually, you can find them online. I found it, uh, helpful to, to tweet about a bad experience or to, uh, put on Facebook, their Facebook site about a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, with, so I would do, you know, take all those actions and, and hopefully they'll work with you.
6: Great answers. I appreciate uh, being able to hear y'all and talk with y'all today.
0: All right, Jay, thank you so much. We appreciate your call. And uh, Dean Gershon, you're right about that posting on social media because these companies do not want to go viral for a bad reason. Uh, so, you know, if, if somebody with a huge following posts something and it gets shared and, uh, I mean, folks have gotten fired for reports about different things. So that social media is a, is a different tool. And I think that companies are really looking at it, uh, when it comes to customer reviews and making sure customers are satisfied because it can either work for you or against you.
2: That's exactly right. And they do respond. I had a bad experience with a rental car company that I put on their website. Uh, you know, a tweet, um, and, uh, got a, got a, an immediate response. Yeah. Whereas if I tried to call, I think it would have been a lot, uh, you know, a lot longer process.
0: Yeah, I had complained about my Wi-Fi service some months ago, and uh, a friend of mine retweeted it. And then two people from the service reached out to me, and that week it was dealt with. So there we go with the power of social media. Uh, We'll get into a few questions before we go to the break when we're talking about flying and airline passengers' rights. What happens when a passenger is bumped off a flight? Maybe the airline had overbooked or something. Uh, What happens to that individual who's inconvenienced in that situation?
2: Well, that's a that's a great question, and you know they there are a couple of ways you can get bumped. One is voluntary, and the other is involuntary. And it, it is not illegal for them to overbook. In fact, you know it's kind of regular process for airlines to do that. Um, you, you know the the you're entitled to a one way fare of your ticket up to four hundred dollars, uh, first of all. And these are all part of. There's actually an air airline air traveler bill air passenger bill of rights uh, that was, that was passed that, uh, helps us. I mean, it, it's changed certain things like, for example, remember you used to book, uh, uh, and if it was non-refundable and you needed to change your mind fairly quickly after that, you had to pay the fee immediately. Now we have 24 hours. So yeah, you know, there are people out there, um, who are changing, uh, the conversation with airlines and giving us a, you know, a lot more latitude as passengers. Uh, but you know, the, uh, you know, you're entitled to, uh, up to $650, for example, uh, depending on how much you're, you're delayed. And if you're delayed even uh, longer than that, uh, if you're, you're, you're scheduled up to a uh, one way fair of up to $1,300. So they do, when they bump you, they're supposed to compensate you and make sure you get where you need to be. Um, you know, it can be really inconvenient if you're, if you're traveling for a specific event, you know, like a, like a, a funeral or a wake or something like that, and you've got you know you you're uh, bumped and uh, can't make your flight and the next flight for another seven or eight hours. That could make you miss the entire reason why you're traveling, and so airlines do have to compensate you for that that bumping. Um, when it comes to uh, non voluntary bumps, um, you know that's that's a situation where they will look at you know who who was on the flight and. Uh, You know, if you are someone who has like the lowest price ticket or you used uh, miles to buy your ticket, you know, you're probably going to be one of the first ones to to get bumped off that flight. And they can do that, but they must compensate you for that bump.
0: Um, Luggage is a really big thing. We'll get into that right after the break, Um, my my mom has had a situation where her computer was in her luggage and it was damaged and I don't think they paid for it. I don't know if she's listening. Maybe she can text me, but uh, we'll talk about that. Luggage damage, uh, your pet maybe being injured if your pet is traveling with you, what could happen if your flight is delayed or canceled, and we'll also talk about hotel stays and get into things like bed bugs and what are your rights if uh, you experience something like that in a hotel room. 877-MPB-RING is the number. All our lines are currently open if you want to join us for this last segment of the show. We have plenty of time. You want to hear your experiences, your questions and comments 877-672-7464 or email legalterms at mpbonline.org this is think radio
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back to In Legal Terms and MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law this morning. We've been talking about your rights while traveling, whether you're on a cruise ship, on a plane, or in a hotel. You can give us a call. We have a few lines open. 877-MPB-RING if you want to share some of your experiences. Maybe something went wrong. We want to know how you dealt with it or if you need to know how to deal with it. Any questions or comments? 877-672-7464 is the number. All right, Professor Gershon, so when it comes to luggage, uh, I know many people that that, that have gotten their luggage lost or damaged. Uh, whose responsibility is it? Is it the passenger's responsibility to maybe secure the luggage in a way where, if you know you have something fragile in there, you should wrap it in a way that is protected? Um, how much responsibility would the airline take on?
2: As little as possible. And right. You know, I, I say that. I say that uh, not it, not without my own experience. Uh, the first time I ever traveled with a laptop, I didn't know this was like you know back when laptops were pretty new i didn't know you shouldn't check it you know and uh and one of the airlines uh got it to my destination okay but it was cracked and i i called them and said um just wanted to see what responsibility you have for this item and they say we are not responsible for anything that's breakable hmm. now to me that's saying anything that is broken they're not responsible for so i think anything that's fragile you're better off either shipping it uh you know separately with a carrier like uh well, I won't mention names, but you know, the, the ones who do the, the overnight and, and you can insure those or uh, you can buy insurance uh, for items that you check. Um, you know, but I but I certainly think it's probably better to carry on those those fragile things that you want to take care of yourself because the response is probably they're not responsible for breakables. Now they are responsible for losing your luggage, uh, they are responsible for, for getting it to you if they've sent it to the wrong location, and that does happen on occasion. But in terms of breakables, they're going to most likely hold you responsible unless they just uh, unless you can prove that they uh, so mishandled your luggage and and didn't handle it in a normal way.
0: Yeah, because you see you can see the guys from the plane just throwing the stuff around and it's like, oh, man, you know, it just kind of makes you uneasy. Uh, Now, what about pets? Uh, Do they take any responsibility if your pet is injured? Um, what, What do you think about that?
2: Well, of course, that would be a terrible situation uh, for someone you know who, who's traveling with their pet. I, I again would encourage people to to talk to the airlines uh, about pet travel. Um, make sure that they uh, take care of live pets in a way that you would want them taken care of. For example, if they store them underneath uh, in you know it, with uh, underneath the plane as they often do to make sure that that you know the temperature, climate controlled, that the pet is taken care of. If there are delays that there are opportunities for you to uh, make sure you can take care of your pet's needs. Uh, and most airlines will answer those questions if you ask them, but, uh, you know, that it's really important to, uh, to take extra care, uh, when you're shipping your pet, pet on the flight with you. Now, many, many will allow you to carry small animals on the plane with you as long as they're in a, an approved carrier. So that may mm-hmm. be your best bet.
0: All right. Rob is in Meridian. Good morning, Rob. What do you have for us?
4: Good morning.
3: Hey. Um... $1,200 suit, going to a wedding, traveling, staying in a hotel, send the suit out for cleaning, comes back ruined. Uh, who, do, who do I have, have to deal with there, the hotel or the cleaners or both? And What are my uh, recourses to claim in Mississippi, please?
0: And, and the hotel and the cleaners were directly associated?
3: I believe so, yes, ma'am.
0: Okay.
2: Well, I think the, the first step is the hotel. And again, they should want to make it right. Um, they should have insurance for those kinds of things. If they are providing the cleaning service, then they're the ones you need to go to, even if they outsource it to, to someone else. I mean, they're the they're your point of contact, and so I would well, start they, with them. They
3: claim it's not their responsibility; it's the cleaners.
5: Hmm.
2: Did, well, you know,
5: it. Not nice, nice the
2: you know, I, th- I think that that's something that you need to, uh, first of all, I find out who the cleaner is and, and then approach them as well. The thing that, that I think yeah. helps, well, well, Okay. what does the, right. do the cleaner say? Because you know the, the thing that's important is be persistent, be polite, you know, but make yeah. sure that you, you let them know that they're responsible. And uh, if you can't get help that way, then it might, might be helpful to get a lawyer just because sometimes just, just the presence of a lawyer can, can get you a better result. Uh, then okay. if you, if you go in alone, but try, try first, you know, to work with the uh, companies to, to get, uh, compensated, they should, they should make that right. If they ruined it.
0: Yeah. It's $1,200 okay. is not a small amount. So good, no, good no, luck no, no. to you, thank, Rob. Thank
2: you so much. Enjoying the show. All
0: right. You thank you very thank much. You. Um, so, Professor Gershon, something that that makes my skin crawl just reading it. Um, we wanted to talk just a moment about bed bugs and other pests that hotel uh, people may experience while they're in hotels. So, I guess one defense from the hotel would be that, well, how do we know you didn't bring the bed bugs with you? Um, so, you know, bed bugs are considered kind of common in certain places. I'm seeing more stories about them, you know, being infested in these hotels, even really nice hotels. Uh, so, what's the verdict out there for people who uh, say they got bit by bed bugs or brought bed bugs home from a hotel stay?
2: Well, again, you know, one of the things that we need to do is take some responsibility ourselves to check on uh, the status of the hotel before we even book it. There is a uh, website called the hotel, the, the bed bug registry, believe it or not. What? And my wife makes oh. me check this every time I travel, you know, wow. and, uh, and so it'll tell you whether the, uh, that hotel has experienced, uh, issues with bed bugs in the past or whether they have not. Um, now in some ways I, you know, I kind of feel like if you're traveling to a city like New York, more likely than not you have, and you've got a big hotel, they've experienced, uh, some incident with bed bugs then the next step for them is they have to make sure then that they take steps to eradicate those bugs uh, and um, and to make sure they provide you with clean linens, et cetera. Now, again, being proactive, she always has me and she's right to do this, look at the sheets and check, you know, there are ways to check, to see if possibly uh, your room is infested with bed bugs before you move in there. Don't put your luggage on the floor. You know, have it high up. So there, there are steps you can take to protect yourself. But if you do have uh, traces of bed bugs uh, before you even settle in that room, ask for another room, and the hotel should give you another room and they should deal with that that bed bug issue. Um, so you know, sometimes it's better to to deal with the issue before it happens than afterwards. After you got bed bugs, then you're going to have to prove that you didn't have them when you got there. You know, it becomes a much harder thing. So I'd rather not have them at all.
0: Yeah, I'm the crazy woman who will turn off the lights and turn on a flashlight and inspect the bed and I bring a disinfectant spray and I may have a magnifying magnifying glass, whatever I can, because I'm just really weird about staying at places where I know thousands of people have slept. So, um, Alright, uh, Professor Gershon, good show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Really glad to have you back on. And If you didn't get to call us, you can always send an email to legalterms at mpbonline.org. We'll be back next Tuesday morning at 10 for a legal terms, but stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Susan Buttress. This is Think Radio on MPB.